folks, uh, here we are, it is the General Knowledge Podcast, and we are recording episode number 20, and uh, today is Sunday the 16th of June, so we're on episode 20 already, how, how good is this? I'm here with my boys, I've got uh, Ethan with us and Andy today, so Ethan, how you going bro? Good mate, I'm um, just having a great chat um, off air, it's great to have the band back together for this episode, I'm, I'm looking forward to it mate. <laughs> While you're waiting for me to do my fucking updates, yeah, sorry about that. I could not have another episode with me talk, uh, 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 in doing all that sort of shit, I could, ne- I could not do that to the listeners again, so better to do the update and keep you boys waiting, but yeah, thanks for hanging around anyway. <laughs> Ando, how you going bro? <laughs> Oh, very good, thanks, General. Yeah, yeah, having a, having a good night tonight. Good, so, um, good to have you back heaps on, man. to talk about, lots of things going on out there in um, La La Land. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much going on at the moment, and um, we might go um, just quickly now back to the podcast, boys, because uh, we're doing pretty good. We're... Um, we're sitting pretty with uh, quite a lot of uh, subscribers, getting more and more each week, uh, and we're sitting just over 5,600 in your downloads now for the podcast, which is awesome because 10 episodes ago, um, on episode 10, uh, I re-listened to it and I was sitting there thinking it was a good thing that we'd hit 1,000 and uh, you know, 10 episodes later and we're well and truly more than, well, we're over five, like I said, nearly 50, over 5,600 episodes, I mean downloads, sorry, so... Um, it's been really good, good response from everyone. Everyone's liking the podcast, and uh, I think once people have a listen to one or two, they they tend to subscribe and uh, and they follow us, which is awesome. So, uh, good good impact I think we're having, and it's only going to get better, boys. Yes, hello to everyone out there listening. Appreciate mm. it. Yeah, and thanks for uh, for supporting uh, Ethan on his uh, on his website and uh, the member subscription material that he's pumping out there. So, well done to everyone who's getting on board. Hopefully, more and more people do. Uh, it's an awesome resource that uh, Ethan's got there. And it's, um, I mean, obviously, if anyone reads any of his stuff, uh, guys out there, you can tell he's done his homework and uh, it's having a lot of impact online too, which is great to see as well. Uh, have you noticed, actually, Adam, uh, the Crash Files is now, he's gone a bit more member subscription-based um, with his podcast mm. and stuff too. So, um, mm. yeah, for those out there who are a big fan of the Creswells, he's been, he's been pumping out podcasts for, for years now. He's done heaps and heaps. Um, always got pretty interesting stuff on his website too. Um, so for those out there who are listening to this, and uh, look, I, I highly recommend th- helping him out and th- chucking him a couple of bucks a month, just like you do with Ethan. Um, I mean, look, you probably spend that more on a, a cup of coffee or coffees in a day, you know what I mean? But look what you're getting in return. You're helping support independent media and our fellow podcasters. Um, so, look, it's only going to get better and better for us uh, and the information we're pumping out if you if you're jumping on board. So go and subscribe yep. to, uh, to Ethan at Tot News. Go and subscribe to Adam at The Kras Files and uh, help those guys um, run their websites and put out that material that they're putting out. So well done to, to you, Ethan, for, uh, for putting all that stuff Thanks, out, man. Mate. It's awesome. Um, actually, we might get straight into that pretty quick, uh, just right off the bat, because because we've had a bit of a delay in, uh, on my end. We we got on at 7 o'clock, and it's now like nearly 7.40, because of all the, sh- <laughs> the fucking updates <laughs> and shit I had to do for for me to actually get online. So we'll, we'll get straight into it here, guys. Um, I noticed you had up some, uh, some stuff just recently on TOTT News uh, with regards to 
and we've been putting it on Facebook uh, for all those folks out there who do follow us on social media. Um, yours and mine combined, we're sitting at nearly like 12,000 likes and followers and stuff. So we're um, we're getting up there in the reach with our, both of our um, Facebook pages together combined. Um, but you, we, we have one up just recently which regards to the uh, New South Wales Regional Council um, uh, around Port Kembla in New South Wales there, which is just underneath us in Queensland for, uh, for those listening. And they were going to be doing a, a massive aerial roundup spray in uh, in some of that area down there. And you put it up, uh, uh, it was obviously in regards to weed management and so forth. And with all the stuff happening now with regards to roundup and the lawsuits that Monsanto, or I should say, Bayer uh, are now facing with regards to their roundup herbicide um, causing cancer and people being sued. We've had, what, a $2 billion uh, payout awarded to the recent couple or that uh, in in, in uh, California uh, that were suffering mm. from that uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, obviously that's been getting around and doing the traps and people here are getting very concerned, rightly so, I would say. And, um, you know, they saw that the New South Wales government was planning to do this and we quickly shared it out there. We put that information out there and... Um, now we've heard the uh, latest news is that uh, they're actually going to be uh, halting that spray. You want to um, first of all, let's just quickly take us through that article that you put up, and then we'll talk about the um, the repercussions and the success that we've had on that one, Ethan. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, General. Well, it's um, it's been an interesting saga. It's uh, been mm. an interesting couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> I actually discovered this um fairly early on so i obviously keep an eye on lots of media across the country to see what's going on what types of information that i can always pick from and and see what the underlying agenda is for the website and i scrolled past um obviously the illawarra illawarra just get it out there (laughs) um mercury the the local Um, paper that um, takes up the Wollongong region in New South Wales down there. And what they were saying was that it had been announced that uh, residents in Port Kempler, which is eight kilometres from the Wollongong CBD, had been informed recently that a group called the Illawarra District Weeds Authority would be spraying Roundup from helicopters in late June, so later this month. Now, as you said, General, it's it was um, dressed as as weed management, so this mm-hmm. is a common occurrence that happens in the region where they just spray Roundup all over these hills to um, get rid of the uh, Bito bush, I believe it is, that they said was the weed that's out of control. And a lot of residents um, were very angry about this. So I, I took this on board and said, you know what, we'll... Um, a lot of people are starting to tune into the website, so I'm now in a position where I can let people know about this, and I didn't see any other mainstream media covering this at the time. So I put this up, and, you know, it it, it absolutely exploded everywhere. It's mm. up to 45,000 shares on Facebook yeah, so massive. far. massive. That's massive. That's such a good impact. Which was huge. It actually, I actually didn't see it, but the statistics behind the website said that there was heaps of traffic coming from Google Newsstand for this, okay, and were also coming from the the Google News app. So I'm not sure how that worked, but yeah. I'm assuming that potentially this article somehow got into Google News because there was heaps of traffic coming from Google News. It was the first time I'd seen this, so yeah, I was like. I was very happy that this was was getting out there because people, 
you know, were concerned about this and um, just ran through in the article talking about some of the things um, that, that were going to be happening with it, um, some of the comments from local authorities talking about, you know, how alternative methods will be used and that the spraying won't spread through the air and all this type of stuff and and spread this. So I was very happy about it and, you know, a couple couple days later, I actually started seeing the ABC and everyone starting to pick up on this and reporting on this. And later in the week, the mayor come out because there was such anger and frustration from locals and from a, from people on Facebook and Twitter and, and sending emails because of how far this story had spread now that the whole country had picked up on it with all these other organisations, that the mayor was now coming out to defend this in, mm. in, in strange ways. He was coming out to try and, as the article says, defuse anger yeah. because of the residents. And so I was saying, this is fantastic. There's, there's progress in the region. People are fed up with this. It's obviously... There's more effective ways that you can get rid of this bush instead of just spraying this toxic chemical all over. You know, think of the wildlife, think of the the air conditions, think of what's happening in this situation. So this was great progress. But yesterday it had been announced that they're now going to put a review on the spraying of this. And I actually was sent um, the conclusion of that review uh, by a um, TOTT News um, member. And I'll just see if I can find it here. But essentially yeah, what they... Plug, was... Give them a plug for doing that. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, I've got to scroll through um, the comments here. It's it's ridiculous. But um, I he sent me the um, talking about what was happening with it. And, and essentially they're saying that they're going to put a halt on this and that they're going to look into this later in the year again. Mm. Um, and that essentially that they're not going to do this because of the anger. So the, the review results are that they're going to halt this until the end of the year. So while I try to have a look for this, um, General, that's pretty much the essential story. And I thought that this was a really positive thing considering all of the rest of the stuff that's going on in the world today, that people power in the region have forced the local council to put a halt on Roundup spraying in the region. I think that's fantastic, mate. What are, what are your thoughts on on this whole saga, General? Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, to, to get that sort of impact and, um, you know, like you said, popping up with regards to, to Google, you know, um, as one of those avenues of incoming traffic for for the article that you put out there, that's that's really cool because, I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised they, you know, they haven't been, they haven't labelled you fake news. That's my best Donald Trump, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake news. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm surprised that you, yeah, they didn't sort of label you something like that because, um, yeah, they, they quickly tend to do that sort of thing with regards to these sort of articles um, that are highlighting these particular things with regards to stuff like Roundup and vaccines and all that sort of stuff. So awesome that it's had that impact and for that many shares and it's great to see so many people getting on board and, uh, and getting that out there because it absolutely deserves it. And that's the sort of thing that um, if we can have that kind of impact with regards to, you know, a local government, a local council wanting to, you know, spray Roundup in a local area, imagine what we can do if, if the people power actually got involved and started contacting, you know, 
Brisbane City Council or the state government with regards to things like the 5G rollout and all that sort of stuff, which we'll go into a little bit later on. But um, it's so yeah. good that it's had that impact, man. You know, I'm so glad to see it. And like you said, this Illawarra Mercury, and I'll put a link to Ethan's and this article in, in the show notes as well. Um, so as of June uh, 12, four days ago, complete review of Roundup spraying ordered for Illawarra. And that's out of the Illawarra Mercury uh, online newspaper there as well. So... Yeah, they're now saying, yeah, uh, like you said, they want to do a complete review, and uh, because of the um, the anger and the uh, hundreds of people had their voices uh, had voiced their concerns, I would say more than hundreds. I would say more like it's been thousands of people. I think they're kind of downplaying it a bit there in the article. Um, you know, they never want to let people know that people power actually works. But there's usually a rule of thumb too, guys. I was going to mention this to you, is, um, with regards to because uh, my where my wife works, she works in very close proximity to a local member and just in sort of discussions and things that they've had that when that, when some, when one resident comes in to complain about something, it's, there's like a, they call it like a rule of uh, 200 or something. So if one person comes in and complain about it, they consider that, that that's 200 people have complained about it. You know what I mean? Like if, and if mm-hmm. 20 people have, or if a hundred people have signed a petition, they know that it's, they, they're going to add another couple of zeros on that because they know it's impacting a lot more people, but they just haven't done anything about it. So they know that there's people concerned about this. So that if, if like I said, if, if 40 odd 5,000 people have shared this and have whinged about it, and if only a few hundred have complained on the um, that local council's perhaps social media accounts, then they're going to take that and they're going to add a couple more zeros on that because they know that a lot more people are concerned with this and it's not just a couple of hundred. Uh, Andy, what, Absolutely. Are your, what are your thoughts, Ando? Uh, mate, it's just amazing. I'm just having a look at the image from uh, Ethan's um, article there. You know, you've got a very, like, powerful helicopter um like beating down with with the um uh rotor blades down on the actual poison and then spreading uh these monsanto products over a very very wide area it's just yeah, absolutely oh, how, how can they guarantee it's, it's not going to kill it, everything else around it, it, the area <laughs> like they, they oh, cannot man, just target just, it is a it is a just, non-selective herbicide so that will kill everything it touches Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and and the actual photo shows the actual like like a wooded area with with like pine trees ev- absolutely everywhere and native trees everywhere. It's not just like this this bush that's weed that they're trying to get rid of. It's going to affect everything, and and like I say, like like when you when you deliver it from a helicopter, the amount of force coming down from you know from up from above from the power of the actual. Um, rotors above the craft like <laughs> just it's just as it's just amazing you know mm. like mm. as if as if delivering it from you know like from the the back of a truck on, on a on a on a sprayer you know at ground level someone walking walking at ground level and applying it directly to the weeds at ground level is if as if that isn't bad enough they've got helicopters for god's sake it's just just amazing <laughs> and you know like it I've said it like dozens of times before on the show. Like our government is, is basically um, like a, a puppet government anyway. So it's sort of, it's so obvious, you know, to me and to almost all of our audience that you know corporations run this country and they do absolutely what they want. And and the politicians and the so-called decision makers are basically in charge of just the spin, right? 
So it's uh, whenever comments are made by government or people of authorities, you know, I just I, I generally just rolling my eyes and thinking about what rubbish it's going to come up with. Yes, and, and and definitely what you're saying is is true, General. Like the only way of like um, getting change is for enough people to get off their ass and actually like you know, thump the doors, you know, because otherwise they won't listen, you know. Whether whether it's killing people or wildlife or whatever, it's big company does what big company wants and that's that, you know, yeah. that's the end of it. Well, but, um, before I throw yeah, it back to amazing. you, Ethan, how's this, lads, right? Um, and this was probably around the same time, actually, Tuesday. When did you publish this, Ethan? Uh, uh, it would have been uh, Sunday the previous Sunday. Yeah, so okay, so that was a week ago, yeah. So on the following Tuesday, right, I had one of my clients, um, for, obviously for those listening, you, you know what I do. I, I'm a gardener as my uh, occupation. And so one of my, I talk to my, my clients and I tell them that I don't use the Roundup glyphosate herbicides. I use a, a, a new, it's an organic weed killer, um, plant-based acid that... Um, is not glyphosate anyway um so he sent me this he's, he's a really good you know, i love this guy he's a great bloke but he goes my brother is a plant scientist he sent me this article and i thought of you it will put you at ease or alarm you depending on what you are using now as a pesticide i think he means herbicide but um core of the article is there is very little maybe no evidence that glyphosate is dangerous being used for 40 years and he links me to a, a skeptoid.com article so it's one of those and on I know it like there's skeptics out there, but then there's these websites like and podcasts like Skeptoid, which I can tell you now it's basically a, a shot of dopamine for the people who are suffering from cognitive dissonance because um, it, it yeah the very start of the art, of the article it links me to is glyphosate and behavioral economics how misinformation spread over one of the safest herbicides becoming known as one of the most harmful. And it's just a whole article saying it how it's nothing's proven that it's unsafe and it's it's all just um, um, pop culture versus science and oh like it's how how people can read this and and actually believe this shit like yes it's been around for forty years and you know what cancer has been fucking skyrocketing for forty years as well like there's so many things and so much damage that this thing has been causing and it's another case of don't look, won't find, because Monsanto, who was the one that created it, you know, they're only putting out the information and studies that they themselves have done, you know what I mean, it's, it's not done by independent sources and stuff, and like I said, they obviously won't publish things that are going to cause alarm and show that the product is unsafe, because of course, it's making them billions of dollars, you know what I mean, they've, they've created plants themselves that are roundup tolerant so that they can actually grow after they've been sprayed by this by this herbicide so of course they're gonna <laughs> say it's safe because they want to make fucking money off it you know what i mean this is like <laughs> this is like um um what's that stuff they've been putting where they've discovered that but they've been putting the talcum powder asbestos this is like asbestos. asbestos um you can this is like cigarette companies saying that smoking is safe you know it's the same thing and you've got these skeptoid fucking podcasts and people out there sharing this sort of... Now, this, in that, in my eyes, is the disinformation. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's a shot of dopamine to the people suffering from cognitive dissonance. Anyway, back to you, mm. Ethan. What are your... You know, wrap that one up for us, bro. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great comment there. A, a dopamine shot for cognitive dissonance. Like mm. that's that sums it up perfectly, mate. Like and 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 you, you see this too often now. The misinformation out there because this type of information is having an effect. And just to wrap it up here, I did find um, eventually find that comment. It was by a user called Jeff Laurie. So shout out to you, Jeff. He was actually contacting. He lives in the local area. He was actually in contact with the council, and they actually said quote the outcome of the board meeting is that isjo will now be engaging an external weed specialist to undertake an independent review of all accepted control measures for bito bush management taking into account the unique landscape of the illawarra's coastline where the incident of the bito bushes adjacent to marine and urban environments this means it is probable the aerial spraying program will not be taking place this calendar year as the window for treating beto bushes during the winter months once the results of the independent review are received in the new year you will be informed of the outcome end quote so that's their official statement um they're going to get an independent weed specialist in the new calendar year to have a look at it so there's not going to be any spraying for this year so obviously got to keep an eye on that which i will be Mm -hmm. you know you can you always got to keep an eye on it to make sure that they're not going to sneak these things back in 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 different ways or just relaunch this type of stuff again so Mm -hmm. definitely we'll be keeping um an eye and a hawk on it but this is a fantastic result either way and um i also wanted to give a shout out to sarah louise she was actually the lady who started the petition um, in the local region. Um, So this was long before I published an article and anything. So she got there. It's almost up to 8,000 people have signed the petition on change.org. So shout out to all the people in the local area who are doing the hard yards and and the back work. And and as I said, as as content producers, we're going to be here to support movements like that to support issues like that and try to get the message out as much as possible and and if we had any effect on on the exposure of that then that's that's even better but shout out to everyone on the ground there it just shows you general what people power can do if if we're we're passionate about something mate yeah absolutely it's such a good thing well done yeah well done to jeff and sarah there good on you guys fantastic effort um mm-hmm. mate we'll we'll segue you mentioned um mate, boots on the ground and people on the ground and actually um taking an uh, an activist approach to these sort of things and that brings us to uh to our next topic mate um now we mentioned earlier with regards to this 5g rollout and more and more and more groups are on facebook popping up about this more and more people are rallying they're getting together they're organizing uh marches about the 5g stuff and uh we'll i'll get you to throw to andy after you go through this one uh because andy's got a bit to to talk about on this particular topic as well but uh one of your uh latest ones you put out which i think was today even uh australians set to rally against 5g technology so We've got uh, every pretty much every major city. We've got rallies happening uh, for everyone to get involved with to show uh, your support for the cause. Uh, now we have mentioned on previous uh, podcasts as well that I've been chatting to a chap named Dallas who works in the industry. You know, he was a one of those former t- uh, tower climbing kind of guys. Like he's, you know, there's pictures of him on his own Facebook profile page and. You know, he's climbing those big radio RF towers that are up there. And so he's definitely um, legit, definitely in the business. And he sent me something to look at. 
I'll just quickly mention this too, fellas, because this is fairly important. And it is with regards to uh, a PDF document from the Australian government organization. And it is the Radiation Protection Standard, which is maximum exposure levels to radio frequency fields, 3 kilohertz to 300 gigahertz. And it is published by the RPANSA, which is the uh, Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency. And I, I mentioned in our little podcast chat that we do uh fellas during the week that i've had a read of this i had a read of this and i got to page five and i almost couldn't read anymore because there was a one paragraph on this which pretty much spelled it out for me guys with regards to where they're at with this and i'll read this and i'll and i'll break it down now just this one paragraph so it says here as described in the rationale the basic restrictions have been derived by examining the rf exposures that cause established health effects there is currently a level of concern about rf exposure which is not fully alleviated by the existing scientific data it is true that data regarding biological effects at levels below the limits specified in the standard are incomplete and inconsistent the health implications for these data are not known and such data could not be used for setting the levels of the basic restrictions in the standard so i got to page five i read that paragraph and i could not even be bothered reading on because in yeah that that's you might want to go back and listen to the last 15 30 seconds again and read and listen to that again folks um just so you can get your head around it but basically what that's saying and and my take on this and you guys can offer your your what you think as well if you want just let me know if i've nailed it but to me what this this um for, that's and that's in the foreword of this publication as well from our panzer the, the the government agency responsible for setting these limits at, at the for the safety levels and stuff but what this is saying to me is that they um they've established so they've got um their basic restrictions have been derived they've there is currently a level of concern which they're aware of about radio frequency exposure and it's not actually and as i said it's not alleviated by the existing scientific data which means they haven't done enough research on it to basically put everyone at ease and then what that means they're going to say is that it's true that data regarding the biological effects at even levels below the limits specified in the standard aren't, are incomplete and inconsistent so they're admitting that they haven't done their homework they haven't done the studies the studies don't exist to prove that even low levels of exposure aren't causing biological effects okay so this standard that the government has put out that everyone has to abide by who is in this industry they're even saying that they have not done the homework they have not done their studies to show that levels below the limits that they've set are even safe and it says the health implications for these data for the data is unknown and such data could not be used for setting the levels of the basic restrictions in the standard so they they, they just admit it to you right there you know what i mean um so that's that's my take on it guys and again uh dallas if you're listening to this mate i didn't even read on after that because to me that just says that that why bother because everything in this document from there onwards is only going to be about certain levels set and the standards set with regards to information the very little information that they only have now so without further studies done to prove it and even long-term studies you know this is what they need to be doing but they haven't done them and it looks like they refuse to do it because the technology is moving so fast um anyway that's i just wanted to quickly touch on that before i throw over mm. you because you know this is this that's that in a nutshell is one of the reasons why people are so upset about this 
because the, the studies yeah. aren't there. The safety risks and all that, the biological effects haven't been done. So, of course, the big telcos can come out and say that it's, you know, there is no biological effects that they know of because they don't know of any because the studies haven't been done. So they're, they're not lying to you, that, but they're almost, in a sense, they're, um, they're just, well, I wouldn't say that they're lying by omission, but, you know, that's, that's how they're getting around it, fellas, is that um, they can clearly say that they, from what they know now, it doesn't cause any biological effects with the standards they have in place. But that's because they haven't done the standards and they haven't done the studies properly. So, yeah, anyway. Mm. Um, let's cut over to you, Ethan, now with regards to um, this article and the rallies put out. But um, knowing now what we know, what I've just said now, with regards to even their own words in their own documents, hence the reason why people are so upset and they want to take to the streets. So uh, take it, man. Take it Take it through this um, this little article here. Yeah, and that's a great point, General. And I'll just, um, I'll just add my comments to that before sure. I... Um you know, commence with this um, article. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of um, scientific sort of jargon all around. You know, when it comes to these type of things, and as I've said, the studies that do exist or are out there are inconsistent. They're incomplete, and they don't match up. So, what they do, from what I've gathered from looking at the website, is they then refer to global bodies as the um, be-all and end-all of these safety studies, like the World Health Organization and some of these global bodies that are out there, which I'm very sceptical of to begin with. You know, you would think that if this stuff was so safe, you'd be able to find thousands and thousands of not just establishment studies online, but independent you know, people in, in, in medicine, in, in all these type of fields talking about these type of things like you can where we can go and find, you know, 400 vaccine articles where people have done their own independent research, have published it in reputable medical journals and have done that to say, no, well, it actually does cause these things, you see. So I'm very sceptical just on the lack of, of research that's out there and the, the part that they do refer to global bodies in regards to this. But, you know, as I said on the, on the last episode, there is as well a lot of disinformation out there with 5G as well. So I can see where some of the, the concern can come about. But I just wanted to end just on this note, and this is from Pants's website, and it's actually in the disclaimers part of the website and this was the first part that i checked out when i went on their website and it says quote users should carefully evaluate the accuracy currency completeness and relevance of information on this site as it relates to their own circumstances and should obtain personalized advice from relevant professionals to ensure the guidance is appropriate to their particular circumstances before relying on it for any purpose other than the advancement of knowledge on this subject. Our Panzer cannot guarantee and assumes no legal liability or responsibility for the relevance, accuracy or completeness of this information, end quote. So right there they can... Just like the big vaccine companies just dust their hands. Yep, wash their hands of it, mate. Yep. Exactly. They can just put it all away and just say, look, we're deferring to the the big global bodies. You should seek your own advice and we're not going to take any responsibility. But at the same time, they're going to confidently say that this is safe for you. So this is where red flags 
should be raised and red flags are being raised all across the country gentlemen and and this is what um, I published an article uh, today about on tottnews.com so obviously we were talking about this on the last episode general about the, the the current 5G rollout that's set to be completed all over the country by next year by 2020 um, and we talked about last time we picked up um, I was talking about a new article I published back then talking about community groups that you can connect with if you have concerns about 5G technology. We'll fast forward to the next episode and these community groups are ready to take action across the country. And this is obviously in relation to Telstra's hotspot rollout that we spoke briefly on on yep. the last episode and yep. since then i've got an article on my website where you can see if your suburb is included in that hotspot launch but what has happened because this is increasing at such a rapid rate every single day and 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 5g is really here with all of the television ads and everything that you see online uh, people are fed up and people are starting to take action. Now, it was kicked off actually on Friday uh, by the Northern Rivers uh, New South Wales 5G group. They actually uh, met at Mullumbimby um, at their council chambers to call for um, a halt on 5G technology. So there's some fantastic photos out there. Um, there was a few hundred people that showed up. Lots of children, lots of families, mothers, fathers, people from all different uh, walks of life were there, and, and, and it was really great to see. And now over the next fortnight, there's going to be more rallies across the country. Now, we're still waiting um, confirmations on South Australia, TAS, Victoria, Northern Territory, ACT, and even New Zealand. Um, we haven't seen, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people and I've looked through all of the groups and haven't seen any actions for those, but they, they will be attached to this article. Um, but right now we've got Perth, Melbourne and Brisbane set to rally next Saturday on the 22nd. Um, we've got a Newcastle forum on the 29th of June. Sydney are set to rally on the 30th of June. The Sunshine Coast on the 2nd of July is set um, to go. And there's another Brisbane Forum um, on the 7th of July. So people are fed up. People are starting to rally all over the country. And you can head to tottnews.com. I've put that all in an article there and also have given just a brief overview of the 5G timeline so far. So you can go check that all out. But as I said... Um, there's a lot of lot of information, lots of anger, lots of things happening at the moment in relation to 5G, and 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 what I want to get a grasp of is 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 some of the information beyond the spin that I see online. What is the actual information? And Andy, mate, I might bring you in uh, here for a minute because you've actually been on the ground uh, trying to disseminate some of the information that you've seen online. I think that you've picked up a nice little device there and you're actually taking some of these uh, readings and matters into your own hands, mate. Can you uh, let the people know what you've been up to in relation to 5G and, and, and just your general thoughts on, on this rollout so far, mate? Yeah, thanks, Ethan. Yeah, look, um, we purchased a... Um a new RF um, uh, device uh, that can actually take readings around. And we've <clears throat> been active in South Brisbane, um, basically 
gathering some intel on what's going on and getting our heads around the machine. Um, so I can, you, you know, it's very interesting. There's a um, uh, mobile phone tower like just down the street from us and um, it's very, very interesting, the results coming from this device. Um, what actually surprised me um, within the office, the actual our office router, um, which was, you know, I sort of thought that a, that a Wi-Fi router might be a really, really dangerous thing, but it's it um, impales into insignificance when you um, put the RF meter next to the router as opposed to then walking out into the street away from the building and within um, line of sight of a mobile phone tower, the actual meter goes off its brain. Um, and there's, there's um, a safe reading and then it goes to moderate, then um, bad and then extreme. And as soon as you um, step into line of sight within the uh, mobile phone towers, then the actual device um, is uh, not only in extreme, but is, is um, it's it's flashing a warning to actually like move out of move out of the you know out of the way of the thing. And of course, we're right in the middle of um, suburbia too. So yeah, is that the one near your disturbing. house? And um, no, no, it's in um, Tanamira where our office is. Oh, okay, yep. yeah, near, near the Hyperdome there. Too. Right. Um, right okay. So yeah, we go from a reading of of about um, uh, three hundred VMs, um, like it's it's measured in um, like a like a square, like a meter squared. How many? Um, like the frequencies within within a meter, and in our offices it's around like uh, three or four hundred because it's quite it's it's got quite a like a heavy wall wall next to it there, and then when you walk out onto the street it's ten thousand plus. Whoa! And in fact, we we're getting readings of sixteen, seventeen thousand. Like so, that's that's the that's the difference um, between like our little office router and and then being exposed to a um, mobile phone uh, broadcast station <clears throat> um, I'm not sure whether the actual whether the 5g has been turned on at that that thing there yet but, oh, it'll um, be on Ethan's article I can you tell should, you, you that look, there Ethan. is some very disturbing, yeah. <laughs> yeah what was that sorry hey, sorry that... I was gonna say that if you weren't sure if it was going to activate for 5g but, um, it'll be on the article that he put up with all the towers and the locations It'll, oh, it'll be I got on. the scoop. Yeah, it'll be oh, okay. on that one. Um, mm. So Tanamera, if you look around near Tanamera there, um, Ethan or Logan home, probably Tanamera. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, it'll be I'll on there. And it is important to note that um, the, even the the active towers aren't transmitting yet, like in, in terms of like to devices. Now, that could be different if they're active. I'm not sure if they're just sitting there and they're Waiting. radiating waiting you know and you might be picking that up somehow um but what what yeah, the understanding is yeah the understanding is that they um they're waiting for the, obviously the international spectrum to be approved i think people um a lot some people have been messaging me um talking about you know the the 5g towers where they are for you know telstra's launch but telstra's launch as i mentioned last episode is a hotspot device so it's a bit different you you carry that on you 
um, as opposed to it coming from a tower. So they're still waiting to activate all of these towers, but the active towers do have technology installed on them. So if you're picking up things, um, Andy, from these towers, then, it, you know, that that's really interesting because, as I said, we've got no way to know in, unless we do this ourselves. So if you're picking up these yep. these these types of outrageous numbers, then then that's that's something to ponder, gentlemen. Mm, shit, yeah. Hey, Andy, when yeah, you come yeah, over to my place, yeah, mate, very... I want you to bring that with you. Because <laughs> I want to, I want to check, I want to check around my really house, man. Because I've been turning my, you know, turn the, the router off at night time and all that stuff. Mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, like I, I like can't stress enough, like um, the actual frequencies coming off, like a standard, um, uh, you know, mobile phone, like a standard smartphone. Uh, when when you put the put the recording device right on top of an actual phone as if it was to your ear, the actual frequency coming from the phone is extreme, always well into the extremes. So, is that when a phone um, call is in place, or just sitting idle? Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's much much lower when it's sitting idle um but if you're actually browsing the internet um and actually you know every time you flick to a new page on the internet or a new facebook post or something like that then the actual rf readings really really shoot up so it's the it's a transmission of data between the the handheld device and the router is 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 quite high mm. so you know like if you're doing that like for hours and hours on on end then i can see some very unhealthy exposure with, yeah. with the handheld device now yeah i'm so, so keen um, so keen to do a few videos with you andy like we'll just sit there and yeah, i reckon, I reckon we we're going to shock a lot of people actually you know you know we'll do a couple of videos like what like a reading from when the phone is like, say, in my pocket, and then someone calls me, you know what I mean? Let's we can do like a V on that and show how how that's like blasting, you know, RF yeah. right into your groin and your leg and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, when they're on the phone, when they're like you said, surfing. Yeah, you know, I reckon we're gonna friggin' wake a few people up here and quite alarm a few people about how much this this little device everyone carry everyone carries around is just blasting you know yeah. radio frequency and uh, microwave exposures just straight into people's bodies yeah. yeah yeah and it's actually it's really interesting when you when you hold the actual rf reader um at, at almost like uh line of sight with these towers it's absolutely nuts and then actually it's 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 much more extreme than if you're standing like underneath it for example you get a like a very very strong sense of where the actual um, energy the RF energy coming off these towers like how it you you understand how it works when you're reading the actual thing and I feel very sorry for like some residents that are in the line of fire with these things. Mm, yeah, shit, um, yeah, it worries me. I'm, yeah, I've got a few. I've got a couple of them around, but they're at least a couple of hundred meters away, um, if not more. And but I would, yeah, I'd, fuck, I'd love to have you around just so we can, you know, do an audit of my place, well, so to speak. The, you know, <laughs> the reading. Yeah, the readings that I was taking, we were about three hundred meters away, and it was. Uh, it was well past the safe limits. Wow. So, and it actually says yeah, on the device like, what the safe limit is or is it in the handbook or something that comes with it or correct. just explain that. 
actually on on the device it has it has good like good safe then you know um uh bad i can't remember i haven't got the device in front of me at the moment and, and that's bad, that's not referring to then, just a signal strength or anything is that referring yeah, to like extreme. a safety limit did you hear me uh, yeah. correct yes yeah okay yeah, so that's yeah good i just want to clarify that yeah because because otherwise you know you, you you know it just just for i guess um devil's advocate point of view like if yeah fair enough you're walking around you're getting all these things and it's saying strong you know extreme but does yeah you know, i just want to make sure that that was definitely like a, a detrimental biological effect that's happening not just oh you you're, you're not going to pick up a signal here yeah. because you're getting a low signal you know what i mean so um yeah that's that's cool okay i'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it says that that's good uh, our, pre our preliminary studies are like generally with all of the studies from Europe that I'm reading the moment and I'll and I'll reveal it to everyone once we've gone through there's so much awesome. data to go through with this stuff and I want to make sure that you know that we're that we're saying the right things before we start blasting it out there yeah but yeah. it's it's basically like 10,000 VF okay or VMs so that seems to be the the area where the benchmark where it starts to become nasty for humans and I can tell you, like, the area we're talking about in, in the primary area where this, like, like um, Cell tower. RF towers, this mobile phone tower, it was hitting, like, around, like, twelve to 13,000. So, oh, yeah. And then, and then we actually took a drive into the city, and, and the worst place in the whole city was actually on the Story Bridge. We were coming across the story bridge and we had the RF meter going and it was hitting 16,000, 17,000. Whoa. And I think that's from all the towers like, around the place just blasting sort of the look, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the cities, like horrible. I, you know, you wouldn't want to be like sitting Whoa. out on your, your bal in your balcony and your, in the city apartments for too long, you know, if, you, if you're serious about this sort of stuff. So, um, I'll get into more. I'll get into more of an article when we when we bring it all together. But I, I've basically been doing some, um, you know, experimenting with routers as well. Um, and all the new routers, we just we happen to get the NBN into our home as well. And, mm -hmm. and of course, every time you get a new service, the um, telco sends you a new router, right? And mm -hmm. Ethan will be all over this. So. Like all these new routers have actually like got a five G option. Yeah, right? they do. So out of the box, out yeah, out of the box, um, you are uh, you can out of the box. The five G option is just running, right? It's just unless you really know what you're doing with configuring routers, which um, probably ninety percent of us out there don't have a clue and don't really aren't really interested but but yeah out of the box you're broadcasting in your home a 5g signal straight from your service provider straight from straight from the home which i think is really really disturbing as well hmm. i'll get some more data on that as well well it's funny um, you should say that Andy. i'll just interrupt and, you there mate just quickly because when i yeah. we turn off like i said before we turn off our router every night at bedtime so it's not blasting our house and i put my phone and my ipad on airplane mode as well so that you know it's not blasting me while i'm sleeping and stuff but whenever i go back to my computer to you know do my invoices the next day or whatnot and i select my wi-fi to reconnect it's got you know at the very end, it's got yeah, you know, Wi-Fi 
you know, numbers and letters and then 5G, a dash 5G at the end of it. So, yeah, you like you said, it, and it has this exact same one, Wi-Fi dash some numbers and stuff, which is the same one as the 5G one, but doesn't have 5G next to it. So, like, there is an option for people there to obviously select one that isn't broadcasting a 5G signal, or, like you said, go into your modem, which isn't that hard to do. Usually it's like, what is it, like 1.1.1.1 or something when you type it in your web browser or something, or 168.192.1.1 or something, and then log into your modem, and then turn yeah. it, you can turn it off. You can actually, I'm yeah. pretty sure you can actually, yeah, like you said, go into the settings and, and turn it off if you're not, if you don't need it, which... Yeah, like you said, out of the box, they're all just That's blasting right. us with 5G. So, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I would I would tell, you know, the audience to basically get into your router settings and and turn off the 5G and just, like, just be happy with the 3G signal coming from the actual router. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's not as powerful, but, you know, like, until until we really work out what's going with this stuff, like, there's no reason to... You expose yourself to more frequencies in your own home, like when, you know, if it's if it's not absolutely necessary. Um, mm. I'm thinking the only reason that a 5G would be necessary in a home is if you had a very, very big home and you're trying to get a signal across to the, you know, from one corner over to the next corner of, of a large home. But otherwise, it's, it's not necessary whatsoever. Um, and there's lots of ways you can connect your devices through... Um, blue cable rather than exposing yourself to Wi-Fi as well. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, be, be, be aware of this sort of stuff there. And if anyone needs any help with their routers and that sort of thing, message us on Real News Australia, and we'll try and like step you through what's what's going on there. But um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting that they just do this stuff out of the box. You know, there's been there's been no. It, it, there's been no responsibility by the telcos or, or anything from government, of course, for health, you know, health studies in regards to this technology. And they've been working on it like boys for over three years now for the, the coming to culminate for this 5G rollout. So, you know, like there's no stopping them. The investment's been huge and, and um, they're not, they're not going to stop. Um mm. Mm. the rollout because of some noises from the public, unless the public really, really get behind, you know, not, not supporting the telcos or not supporting this kind of technology. Well, you know, the, they the, just People need to wake up. The ironic thing is, lads, is that <laughs> they call us the tinfoil hatters. Well, you know, we may literally be, have to be sitting in our own homes with fucking tinfoil hats on because we want to protect ourselves from this fucking RF radiation. You know what I mean? Like, well, actually, we probably couldn't even use aluminium foil because we know aluminium exposure is probably not good for us. So maybe we have to sit there with wrapping, you know, chicken wire around our heads or something. Um, I've heard that's actually quite a good shielding for it. Uh, if you use a little tiny small hole chicken wire. Um, I was listening to another podcast with a, with a former neurosurgeon who's, rf proofed his entire house and he's he's actually put you know things like chicken wire in behind the sheet the you know the sheetrock they call it which is like chip rock you know your, your basic walls in your house because it helps block signals and stuff you know so mm. um <laughs> yeah well like i said ironic as it is we, we we're referred to as those type of people but we literally may be sitting here soon enough wearing that sort of stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, what just, are you it's such an insidious thing you know we can we can choose to drink. We can choose to smoke cigarettes. We can choose to you know build our homes. Do with drugs, different, all that like, stuff. Yeah, you know, materials. 
we can take, you know, choose to take drugs. We can choose to vaccinate, uh, I, I mean, so far. Um, but, like, this is such an insidious thing. We can't choose not to walk and expose ourselves to uh, RF radiation, mm. you know, mm. if you want to live in the city. There's no, there's no choices. No one, no one came to the public and asked them. It's just, it's just they've turned on these massive, big broadcasting towers, and it's on, and 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 that's it. You know? yeah. So it's as far as that goes, it's a very, very uh, insidious time, um, you know, for the for this sort of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I want I want to do some study. I want to find some hard facts. Well, I'm keen to yeah to hear some more about that, mate. So keep us posted with uh, future podcasts and stuff. And yeah, Ian, uh, yeah, we might even do a few little videos um, if you if you come around to my place, and we'll we'll do that sort of stuff too, some testing and, and all that. So stand by, uh, everyone in yeah. future, uh, look out for that one. We'll we'll definitely put some of those things out for everyone to to to, to look at and take part in and offer their comments on. Um, because you I mean uh, for those that aren't sort of aware of it, you know the electromagnetic spectrum is is massive, going all the way from well, I can't even remember what it starts up, but you know finishing up from you know, X rays and gamma rays all the way through, and the visible light spectrum, so that whatever our, the human eye can perceive as we see as the world around us is such a tiny sliver on that electromagnetic spectrum. So if we were able to see the you know pr- just before that, which is things like microwave and so forth. Uh, and all the other frequencies, if there was some sort of way to put, you know, a special pair of sunglasses on to be able to see and allow us to perceive those other spectrums um, in, in, in a way that we can comprehend, and we were able to see the signals as a visual thing, you know, I think we would be probably disgusted of the pollution that it's actually putting around the earth and on the earth and in our environment. You know, if you if, if humans could actually see that as a thing, you know what I mean? I think then it would start to wake a few more people up as to the the, the, the RF pollution that is around us 24-7 and blasting us nonstop. Um, I think that would be something quite 100%. amazing. It would be horrible, correct, yeah. Mm. But uh, look, we'll probably have to start yeah, wrapping 100%. this up so- shortly, guys. But I wanted to, to just move on to something completely different just to change gears um, before, we, before we do wrap this one up, fellas. And uh, that is just recently, um, obviously, if you, you can go back and listen to the podcast we've done on it, which is regards to the uh, New Zealand mosque shooting, which um, happened back in, uh, I think it was, was it March 15th this year, um, where 51 people were killed uh, in the New Zealand mosque attacks uh, in Christchurch. And a article came up just recently, guys, two days ago, in fact, uh, out of the New Zealand Herald, and this one was called Christchurch Mosque Shootings. Accused gunman Brenton Tarrant pleads not guilty. And uh, I'll put a link to this in the show notes so people can actually have a look. And if people will sort of try and cast their, their mind back and try and remember all of the, the articles, even that the mainstream media were pumping out at the time, and they showed Ta- Brenton Tarrant in the court the next, uh, it was the next day, whenever he faced the magistrate, the local magistrate, and, you know, when they tried to pin him on at least something so they could lock him up in the meantime, and, you know, they pinned him with a murder, I think, there and then, but his face was blurred out, you couldn't see him, they, they disguised with, a, with either a black circle, or they blurred it, or pixelated it, or whatever, but they never showed his face in that courtroom, and now they put this article out, and the, the very first thing you see is, is a, a video 
image, so it's a still before the video plays, and they show his face clear as day. However, that picture that they're showing you right there isn't from him um, entering his plea for not guilty in the court that day. They've just shown this from when he first appeared in court. So, for some reason now, it's okay to show his face, you know what I mean, as as the suspected killer, even though they still haven't, I guess, committed him of that of that crime because he's entered not guilty and they've got to go through the whole process now. But, obviously, it's still okay to show his face for some reason. So, I'm not sure why that is, and I'll get you, you guys' takes on that in a second, but I just wanted to let everyone know. So, Brenton Tarrant has today denied being the Christchurch mosque terror attacker and will stand trial in May next year. The 28-year-old Australian, this is quoting from the article, folks, 28-year-old Australian national entered the not guilty pleas during a short appearance at the High Court at Christchurch this morning. However, he wasn't actually in the court, says, uh, wearing a grey sweatshirt and straining to hear discussions. He was not in the courtroom, but instead appeared via audio-visual link from Paramoremo Prison in Auckland. Um, so yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. The court was filled with uh, victims' families and all that sort of stuff. But look, um, there's still a lot we haven't um, gone through with regards to the shooting. And, you know, we've, I've sort of put the article I was putting together uh, as an analysis of the event on hiatus because of obviously the implications of putting out information and footage and all that sort of stuff. And we, we sort of needed to find out if we were going to be okay, first of all, and not, not you know, be imprisoned ourselves simply for showing either snippets or freeze frames or short videos of the footage of that day, even though that the mainstream media showed so much of it and yet they have faced nothing. Um, so we're trying to cover our own asses and... There was uh, laws passed and so forth with regards to showing this sort of information where they can, you know, shut down my website, Ethan's website, our Facebook pages and social media accounts and, and even probably fine us or lock us up for this sort of stuff, even though we've literally done nothing but try and ask questions with regards to this event. Because, yes, there are still questions regarding this event that have not been answered. In particular, a lot of it comes from that video footage, so in my opinion, hence the reason why they want to squash every single um, bit of it that's out on the web at the moment. So they don't want anyone to, to take uh, any note of it whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure to this day, guys, even websites like BitChute, um, which is like another video sharing platform, you know, like YouTube and all that sort of stuff, uh, or Steam it, you know, BitChute, uh, which is a, not, bit, not BitTorrent, what's the other thing? Blockchain uh, it's a blockchain-style um, video hosting platform. Um, so once it's up there, it's up there forever. It's in, it stays in the blockchain. That website, as far as I can tell, uh, is still inaccessible. Um, I don't know if one of you guys want to put BitChute in your web browser right now and see if it comes up for you. But um, I know Vinnie Eastwood over in New Zealand there, who's done a lot of um, videos and all this sort of stuff, and even had uh, visits from the police. He's even tried to put videos up on BitChute that he's been doing because his YouTube account and stuff got demonetized and shut down and he's been banned from it and so forth. And, um, people I've noticed people commenting straight away, can't see it, can't get onto BitChute. Um, I'm in Australia, can't visit BitChute. I'm in New Zealand, can't visit BitChute. So I think, um, our telcos or the government has possibly still even blocked, uh, that website, um, to this day. So, um, feel free to go and check that one as well, folks listening. But, uh, yeah, so I want to just get your take on that fellas. Um, Andy, I'll throw to you first, and Ethan, you'll get your opinions to wrap it up for us. But um, 
first of all, yeah, so they show his, they, they wouldn't show his face in any of the photos of any of the media putting out there, except for the footage that he shot on his little GoPro on his head um, of the day of the shooting, and from him in the car and so forth, when you see that footage, for those who have seen the footage, um, they did, they, the media clearly showed his face, but then when it came to his court appearance, they didn't show his face. Um, Andy, I just wanted to get your take on that, as to why now they think it's okay to just plaster his face all over the um, yeah, the web. What are your thoughts on that one, Andy? Yeah, look, um, look, the jury's still out. It's, it's such a strange thing, isn't it? You know? well, and also, like, sorry, I also want to get your take on why you think he ended not guilty too. Uh, look, I think it's a legal. Cha- I think it's. I think that's just lawyer speak, mate. I, I. I. think that's just probably like just a something that the lawyers or, or you know that they've conjured up. Um, I. I don't really know. I think it. I think it's all just part of the the game, the the court systems, and and the game that the lawyers will be playing with the, you know, the court systems to obviously get their trial or to probably negotiate a lighter sentence or something. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Really, um, it is strange, isn't it? Well, the you whole know, for, someone, yeah, that, for like, someone who filmed his whole event, yeah, and then you know, <laughs> and then goes and enters not guilty. Yeah. Like, surely he and if, if for those who have read his manifesto, you know, um, surely they would say that he's the man and he knows he's the man and he wanted to be the man, you know, like he knows he did it, but yet enters not guilty. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what to make yeah. of that. I was hoping you might have had some sort of... Um, so you think maybe it's just some sort of uh, legalese type, you know, lawyer games being played here. To, but I don't know to what end, though. Yeah, mate. just I don't know to what end. Well, don't forget, too, if... He, if, if uh, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of lawyers and barristers that'll be getting paid well out of this thing, too. Mm. If they plead not guilty, at least they get to go to court and... and do their thing right it's it's probably and it'll be a state-sponsored legal team too that'll have to do the defense for him so you know people people make money through this thing and and it's all a bit of a game court system i don't i yeah. don't have any faith in it whatsoever yeah, true. But, um you know it'll be at least he's at least it looks like he might be getting his day in court which is more than what they gave martin bryant yeah true very true good um yeah good observation there ethan what what's your take <laughs> on it mate yeah well it's um i agree it's it's very interesting that he's he's pleaded not guilty considering as you said general he you know filmed himself wrote the wrote the manifesto has admitted to this type of of thing you know and, and even filmed himself in the video doing it you know, um, so it's very interesting that he's done that. It could potentially be a, a troll by him, you know, just to, to plead not guilty, just to go in and, and do it. But, you know, I'm always very suspicious about these type of things. But as Andy just alluded to at the end there, I'm just surprised that this is, is actually going to, to trial. I'm surprised that we even have someone alive that's that's taking the stand. Remember when we see like the Aurora shooting, when we see all of these shootings in the United States or overseas, the person normally ends up dead or in prison for life with no trial, all these types of, of things. So in itself, it's surprising to see a massive, um, you know, it's terror attack like this that, that caused such an uproar that caused, obviously, you know, a, a national um, gun ban to to start being introduced over there there's now police knocking on people's doors i've seen from a from a latest report over there so considering it was such a big case 
for the guy to still be alive and for him to prove not guilty just makes me interested, General, mm. to see what he's going to have to say during this trial because, as I said, we, we never get to see this type of thing with international cases where people go in and, and, and considering it, it's such relatable, as you said, to you know journalistic freedom, what we can publish. We've seen the whole saga with the telcos blocking websites like 4chan and whatnot. This is a big case, so to see what he's going to have to say in this trial is is going to be a very interesting thing um, to, to, to unfold, you know, and if there is any suspicion with it, I think we'll be able to get it from things that are said in the trial. Mm. I just thought of something then too, guys. Well, before I actually say what I was going to say, but um, the article goes on to say that, you know, so they didn't enter the plea of not guilty under the grounds of temporary insanity or insanity or mental illness or anything like that because um the judge uh said i'll just read the section so the judge confirmed today no issues arise regarding the defendant's fitness to plead to instruct counsel and to stand trial therefore a fitness hearing is not required so they're not even going to bother with um some sort of mental fitness um you know test to see that if he's mentally incapable of standing trial they're just the assumption is that he is able to stand trial. Yeah, so they're not going down that avenue mm. in their defense of him saying not guilty. So, yeah, let's um, keep it another one to keep our finger on the pulse of, guys, because uh, very interesting. And what I thought just now, and uh, we've mentioned this on previous podcasts, and I've been hearing a lot of talk about it lately, and that is the whole deep fake. Now, if people... Um, you might want to tie these two things together. This is me going out on a limb here and theorizing, if you will. Do is it. That... Do it. Okay. So, say for example, this though the deep fake technology, folks, is what you know they can make a single still image look like it's talking and having a conversation. You know what I mean? So, imagine if they've got video footage even of Brent and Tarrant, for example, and yet. As you noticed, he didn't appear in court for this. Does it make you think he'll even actually enter the court when he's actually standing trial? I think it'll probably happen over video again. Who's to say that is actually even him? It could be a deep fake. The whole thing that could have been a deep fake on the video. I don't mm. know. Something just throwing that out there for the folks anyway. Yeah. That's something to theorize Very over and ponder. Mm. Mm. Um, or could all be a big hoax they could be stepping the hoaxes up in in the, in the new digital era general yeah well i think that's going to be the next big thing you know look i reckon they Absolutely. they attempted to pull that off back with um and this technology has been around since the 80s uh and early 90s and i think they attempted to to pull something off with regards to a deep fake um with regards to 9-11 and that's my theory on that one too um you know, yep. so I don't because I don't believe that planes hit those towers. I, I reckon they yeah, were all the, the fake planes, yeah. yeah, disguised as planes um, over the top of video footage. So um, we know it can be done, and it can befool a lot of people. So um, yeah, mm. who's to say that it isn't can this I, guy and he's serving a purpose? Can I just um, can please. I predict something? Please throw a little prediction with this whole thing there. I don't think I don't think Brenton Terrett. I don't think that he'll um, survive. The end of a trial. I think there will be a, a murderer, and I think that he will be um, shuffled shuffled away. All right. So let's start our um, sports bet um, tabulation here. 
Andy's got uh, five to one, paying uh, five to one here for uh, Brendan Derrick to not be able to make it alive to the trial. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll be the it'll be the it'll it'll be the perfect way to wrap it all up and silence it forever. Yeah, yeah. and they can go ahead with all of their their new laws and agendas and whatever. Be they like want uh, Jack Ruby taking out Oswald. So oh. yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see, fellas. You got anything else before we uh, wrap up tonight's episode? Episode twenty. No. Covered it all. You happy? Yeah. Yeah. Oops. No. I think we've we've had a great <laughs> chat um, here today about about everything. Um, you know, obviously. We were a bit pressed for time, General, because of the old Mac there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think we, we still did a great job just getting everything out that we wanted um, to talk about. Yeah, excellent. Same. I reckon we did too. Um, so, Andy, yeah, we'll um, we'll try and get in touch over the next two weeks before we do the next podcast anyway, and let's try and get this RF thing going, get a few videos, and maybe do some tests at my place so we can put up on the website and on, on social media. And um, Yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, and maybe try some of that... Um, data over power stuff you were talking about too uh, which we still haven't <laughs> we still haven't done but anyway um everyone out there listening <laughs> thanks again for subscribing to the podcast please do share the episode um we we're going to put up, i'll put all the links in the show notes for everyone to uh, to check out what we've been talking about tonight and um yeah please spread the word give us a five star rating and review on uh, on itunes while it's still there um or during the for the podcast stuff because um i'm pretty sure they're shutting down itunes soon enough anyway so i think the podcasting mm. stuff will hopefully just be a separate entity for people to to use via you know the apple stuff but i guess more on that later when we find out what's going on but yeah it definitely helps mm. folks um yeah please Please do subscribe. Uh, help Ethan and, and uh, join up as a member over there at tottnews.com. Join up over there with Adam uh, from the Kras Files, uh, thekrasfiles.com as well, and um, support those guys because they do uh, fantastic work as well. And we'll see you again hopefully soon for episode 21. Uh, insert name here. We don't know yet. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, General. Thanks, Ethan. All right, see you guys. Have a good one.